Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am positive, well, trying to be Chuck Lockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast, just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks. We're bringing you Lockdown Clippers every time we have a terrible loss to the Grizzlies. I think technically so far we have, but we come at you, our regularly scheduled program, Monday through Friday, 7 in the morning, kill some windshield time, make us your first listen, and we got some guests to break down this horrific loss tonight. That's right, we have some very special guests, repeat guests, Brian S. Cullen is here, you may know him as host of the Clipset Pod, and also host of the Alternates Podcast, uh, he's joined by his co-host, Clayton Stevens. Hey guys, how's it going? Good, man. Thank you for, uh, I'm happy to be back. (laughs) Enthusiastic uh, welcome to the pod uh, from Clayton there. So anyways, uh, today (laughs) we're going to be kicking things off, talking about the loss to the Grizzlies, 135 to 109. Clips fell short in a big way. We'll talk about what we liked as well as what we didn't like. And then it's what you say Wednesday. Look, every single Tuesday, we like to put a poll out on Twitter. That's at Locked on Clips. We want to know what you think about a given subject. This one is all about the Clippers. If they don't make another move before Thursday's trade deadline, how satisfied will you be with the roster? Uh, Can't wait to get into that one. And then in segment three, we're going to be talking about the co-hosts of this show's other show, The Alternates. uh, And we'll also just do some shavings, which is kind of where we wrap up everything else. Talk about Kennard and the three-point contest. The possibility of Harden to the Clippers, which is just kind of, I, I don't even I don't even know if I can dig into this. Definitely can't in an intro. Uh, but all that and more coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, so the Clippers fell I mean, this was maybe not as close as the score indicated. It was 135-109 <laughs> in Memphis. we got to let you know this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. All right, usually we start this off, Clayton, with what we liked in this game. Um, I don't know. What did, what did anyone like from this game? <laughs> Uh, well, I think the obvious place to start is Norm Powell. So I think we're going to get to that real fast. But I would like to throw in there that I thought Terrence Mann looked really good with the ball in his hands today and just kind of making good decisions, kicking it out to shooters who were bricking all night. So that that was the one <laughs> kind of bright spot I saw on the second unit was like, hey, Terrence Mann actually looks like he's taking this second point guard thing really seriously. And he's bringing the ball up very carefully. And I thought he made pretty good decisions with the ball in his hands, regardless of the outcome. That's a great point. He did lead the team in assists with seven assists. Um, and he didn't shoot that well from three. But other than that, this is like the kind of step that we had hoped to be seeing Terrence make all season. Um, you know, it's, it's really been pretty up and down. What about you, Brian? What did you like from this one? Yeah, I'm along with what Clayton said. I know that Norm Powell is going to come up. I'm sure because he's just been such a bright spot since joining the team. But Robert Covington, I thought looked really good in this game. He was super active. He had a couple blocks in the game. You know, he, I, I, I really feel like he made the most of his minutes so much so that I actually think that he makes maybe the next couple of days a little interesting with the trade deadline, seeing as he's another four or five guy that looks like he's going to be giving this team serviceable minutes. And then Amir Coffey, I understand a lot of his time was garbage time, but just to see him <laughs> still play with that confidence, even when he's not in the starting lineup, was super, 
super positive for me because it seems like he's got a roster spot now on this team and he's he's still playing at a, at a high level. So I was happy to see him knock down some threes and, you know, just be the Amir coffee that we've all fallen in, lo- in love with this season. Yeah, seeing I think the Robert like Covington. Amir's... Go ahead, sir. Uh, I was gonna say I, I think being able to see Amir like step to, like take a step back in terms of where he is in the rotation, but still have similar production is a really encouraging sign um, because I feel like that can be the question when these guys are you know asked to be ready uh, yeah. at a moment's notice and and not given the same amount of time to to get comfortable or get into the rhythm of a game. Um, so that was great to see. Uh, Charles, sorry there. What were you saying before I cut you off? I was so Covington was great in this. So like, like Norm Powell, awesome. He crushed early, had two blocks on one possession, got gamed out in the second half, which was annoying. But the Covington thing leads me into what we didn't like, which was this has to have been one of the worst, if not the worst Marcus Morris games um, as a Clipper. He was one or six from the field. <laughs> he got destroyed by Triple J. He got whatever, like Triple J had the most offensive rebounds he's ever had in a game in 10 minutes of this game. Most of that against Marcus Morris. And I think Covington makes Morris maybe a little more expendable. And definitely the vibes were absolutely hot from Morris in this game. So just kind of disappointing for Marcus Morris. Yeah, so, he looked flat. He It looked like he didn't want to leave his feet at all. So I, I this is a big thing that we've been getting a lot of questions on. I, I guess just real quick, because we'll try to stick to the game in this segment, but like real quick, what are everybody's thoughts? Like does Covington from a two game sample size, make Morris a little bit more expendable? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they have <laughs> yes. his bird rights. They can get him. They can get him on such a better deal than what they're paying Morris right now. I believe like long-term um, and just defensively Morris has taken a big step back. I think that's pretty obvious. I mean, th- there's a chance that he could get healthy, healthier than he is right now and maybe he could have a little more passion in his game because I feel like that's what we all kind of saw tonight was just a lack of enthusiasm a lack of hustle from him Um, but I I think that also ties to physically he just doesn't look great right now Uh, might be a tough time to trade him for that reason but Covington absolutely makes him expendable uh, for that reason like I said especially the contract moving forward I don't think he's going to demand 20 million a season Brian, any thoughts? Yeah, good night, Marcus Morris, apparently. (laughs) 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 I kind of just laid it out. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's... um, Look, Marcus Morris, when he looks great, is amazing. It's just... He's... he's, You know, we've talked about this even back last season, the feast or famine thing with him. But it wasn't just missing shots. Look, Triple J is a a tough matchup for anybody. And and he was so good tonight. Would you say he's a problem? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's built different. That's for sure. Uh, but for me, it it came down to just the this was like a real eye test thing. And like I was saying, he looked flat, like he looked very uninterested a lot of times in what was going on in the game. And yeah, he was getting swallowed up and he was trying to move the ball around. But it just it didn't look like there was any, I don't know, like electricity in what he was doing whatsoever. So I will say this. Hey, at least he got a job. Like just a quick. He did get ejected. What, like <laughs> one last thing, I will say on Morris before we move move on. Like the ejection, you know, very Morris move. But I thought I thought some of these same things last year during the regular season, and I was impressed what Morris was able to do defensively uh, in the postseason. So 
uh, I, I agree with you. The, the situation becomes a little bit more tenuous or a little bit uh, of a redundancy. Maybe if you think that you can keep Covington for cheaper for, for a couple, like a, a similar amount of time on the contract. But another guy who's been up and down, Reggie Jackson, just all season. It's been the Reggie roller coaster. This was definitely more down. Uh, he had six turnovers. He was five of 14 from the field for just 12 points. Uh, Chuck, where are we at with Reggie? Like what, what's going on here, man? This is what we signed up for, isn't it? Like, I don't, I I feel like we have this conversation like every two weeks where it's kind of like Reggie was great. He bailed us out. Big government. You know, he only made three threes out of 15, but two of them were in the fourth quarter. So it, it was great. Um, but when it's not starting hot, it's a, it's a nightmare. Um, and against an elite Memphis team, like not to take anything away from Memphis, this team is absurdly good they had 21 offensive rebounds which is partly due to the clippers but partly due to their aggressiveness um it just he talked about in the post game he said it was you know he's got to be better with the turnovers but i don't know man it's it's rough and he's our one point guard right now so we just have to ride this out until i guess yeah and our, our, now. the one point guard on the team is a 10 million dollar guard i mean that's just the reality of it like he's not <laughs> one of the 20 best point guards in the NBA. Like on a night to night basis, he is a very good shooter. He's a very good player, um, but he's not elite at his position, you know, night to night. So it, it, they're, they're just, that's who they're rolling with right now. So we just have to, t- tonight the roller coaster was closed down for repairs. It didn't look good, <laughs> uh, but you know, tomorrow they'll get back out there. They'll grease up the wheels and the roller coaster will be back and we'll ride it to the top again. But you know, night to night, you can't expect too much from, like I'm saying, like a $10 million point guard, you know, like that's just the truth. Like, well, we've been saying all season, right? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I totally cut you off there, no, but we've been all. saying all season, he, he's, he's taking on more than he was ever intended to take on with this team, right? With the two superstars sure. out, he's, he's kind of been forced into a, like, you know, playmaker point guard position, which we know is not the best Reggie. And then you remove the other playmaker that this team had and he's taking on (laughs) even more. So I think it's kind of understandable that it's going to be a little rough and he might not have the best games until they figure out what the system is, whether that's adding another point guard or, you know, you see Amir and Terrence Mann take on a little more responsibility in the second unit. Definitely, definitely. I this is an audio medium, but I do have to interject that uh, on Brian interrupting there, he looked a lot like a battle rapper. He's got a hoodie on, hood up. <laughs> He's holding a microphone that's not meant to be handheld no. in his hand, uh, and just delivering the takes. Uh, I, I, another thing people were not happy about in this game was the refs. Uh, Clayton, I'll, I'll kick it to you. Like the Clippers don't have any superstars right now. What can they do to hope for any good bounces from the refs? They can't. They can't. I mean, this was this was just a bad <laughs> ref ref game. Refs have bad games. They uh, obviously fell a bit to the home crowd. I thought at moments, like swung calls based on like continuations that didn't really look like continuations, but the crowd was so into it. You know that that stuff. It, it does matter night to night, and yeah, I thought the refs were. They had a bad night <laughs> overall, and it, it affected the Clippers worse. But they lost by 30 points. I mean, it, it's a note in the game, <laughs> I suppose, but <laughs> it, it's it, it didn't kill them, truthfully. 
I just want to see Bill Kennedy hype up the crowd one time. Like while he's making a decision, like get everybody start cheering. Oh, what am I going to call? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody's chanting foul or something like that. Uh, Chuck, do you have any closing thoughts on this game uh, before we move on? Uh, I mean, I like what Clayton said. You know, the refs, like they didn't lose the game for us. It was the paint defense that lost the game for us. Ty Lue talked about how we were supposed to be physical, how we showed them a bunch of transition play. The Clippers lost points in the paint 78 to 46. They lost second chance points 24 to 10, and they lost fast break points 28, 22 to 8. You're losing every game with that. Like, it's just, it was a nightmare. Um, but hey, at least, you know, we got two games against Dallas and then a back to back against the Warriors and the Suns to bounce back from this brutal loss. Uh, that's right. Can't wait for that. Coming up next, we're going to be talking What You Say Wednesday. Uh, we wanted to know what you thought about the Clippers roster and how you would feel if they didn't make another move ahead of the deadline. But before that, I got to let you know about Prize Picks. Look, Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players, as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Just use that promo code LOCKEDONNBA for a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks allows mixed sport entries. You can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes, even though he's not playing right now, in the same entry. Uh, use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right. Welcome to What You Say Wednesday. We ask, uh, you know, very tough, hard hitting questions over on At Locked on Clips uh, to try and get you guys to vote on this. This is. I would say, I will preface this by saying we asked this question before the Grizzlies game. Uh, this is happy with the roster edition. We said, if the Clippers don't make another move before the deadline, how satisfied are you with the roster? The options were very, kind of, and not at all. Uh, the overwhelming winner was very, with 69% of the vote. Can't make this stuff up, folks. Kind of had 28% and not at all had 3%. I'm going to kick it to Brian. Where would you have voted in this poll? I mean, I'm going with the 69 all the way. Very. Um, Classic. I just, Classic I don't Brian. like, <laughs> I, I mean, because you have to look past just this season with the roster, right? Like there are things that you can do to upgrade the current roster. But when you think about adding Kawhi and Paul George into the mix, this is an amazing team. It's a deep, really good team. And obviously they're missing two superstars. So yeah, I, as currently built, like I'm good with staying pat. I, you know, I totally understand making another move, maybe at the one, maybe at the five, I'll throw that in there. But, um, all in all, I don't, I don't think that anybody would be dissatisfied with this roster plus two superstars starting next season. It's funny you mentioned the five. Do we just think that Serge is gone because he had a DNP tonight? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm probably going to be the one person who's going to argue that he should stay. Uh, I, I like Serge personally. Um, I like his skill set. I think it 
translates a lot better in the playoffs. Um, and, and also we, I don't think I've given him enough credit for coming off of a back surgery, working really hard to sure. get back. Yeah. And as the weeks have gone on, I think it's pretty obvious that he has looked better and better as time has gone on. Um, so I think he's a huge upside play for this team, just in terms of his ability to stretch the floor. Uh, he's a really smart defender in terms of he's not going to make silly mistakes, uh, fouling guys down low, stuff like that. Um, so I, I think they should keep him. That That's, you know, I, I think he's a better playoff player than Isaiah Hardenstein, for instance. That's a great point. Uh, do you think this Clippers roster should make a move, Clayton? Uh, or like, is there anything you'd like to see? There's nothing I would like to see necessarily by the deadline, I think. Um, but I don't think this team is done. Uh, I, I like the, the roster as is. I wouldn't be bummed if they kept it as is. But um, you should always be looking to get better, you know? And, like, getting a guy like Norm Powell was not on any of our radars. And then as soon as they did it, everyone's like, wow, what a great move. It's like, well, there you go. Like, the, the move that you don't see that's out there sometimes is the best move to make. So you know, giving up a guy like Luke Kennard or Marcus Morris or whatever may hurt in the short term, but in the long term, we may be looking at a better team overall. So as much as I don't want to trade those guys, they're good players. Um, I, I think the team should be looking at every avenue to get better. I, I don't think they're the overwhelming favorites and this is a roster that you just stand pat and don't touch. I mean, you should at least call the Kings, right? You should at least see what you can get out of the Kings. <laughs> For <right> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it seems like they're they're open for business and they have good players. So yeah, I, I'm definitely calling the Kings. <laughs> Let's do another deal with the Blazers. I like the way they do business. What you, <laughs> what's available? <laughs> I, and, and honestly, like the the Clippers' ability to take on money, that's what got them Norm Powell. And so we don't know, like with this James Harden situation, which I know we're going to talk about later, like teams maybe are going to try and get off money and you never know what deals are going to come about when you're willing to go deep into the luxury tax or take on money for things. So like those opportunities that don't seem like they're there, I, th I think either at the deadline or at around the draft in the summer, there's going to be opportunities that the Clippers should be trying to get in on. Absolutely. It, like if it was me in this poll, I would have, voted to probably stand pat to be honest with you like i think the unless you're counting like a move on the margins for surge which i mean at this point like you know if you do make the playoffs i i do maybe think it's worth like since he's an expiring just seeing what you have there even if it's just like in a play-in game uh and seeing how teams are like able to prep for that if you do end up playing two games in the play-in or, or or whatever um but yeah, that being said, I like the Norm Powell move. I was completely unexpected. And I, you know, there are needs, I think, for this roster. I just wonder, I just wonder if we will be sort of like bemoaning the same issues once Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are back. Because a lot of these players that we've had issues with have looked a lot better even when one of those two superstars is on the floor. Um, Weird. So it, it's, it, yeah, it's like a, it's a little, little, little bit difficult for me. What, what about you, Chuck? I know you didn't vote in this one. Where would you have voted? Uh, what's your thoughts on this <laughs> roster? 
Chuck, you got to vote. Come on. Okay, man. well, just he doesn't believe in just voting. To clear period. Up, I vote, any, any vote. I vote in every local election <laughs> that I can get my hands on. I'm voting in school board elections without any knowledge of these candidates. Um, but no, I think <laughs> he's a blind voting. I love it. That's more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, voting! Any voting is good voting, dude. Um, I'm in the I'm in the kind of boat. There are a couple people who pointed out the lack of playmakers. Like we now we talked about on the clip set pod, but. Lawrence Frank truly manufactured a false flag need for a point guard uh, after we did this trade for Norm Powell. Cause like it's only Reggie as our actual point guard. Um, so now there actually is a need for a real point guard. Um, OTH LAC said, love the talent and depth. Don't love the lack of point guards though. There are still plenty of playmakers on the roster, which is great in theory. But like, if you look at kind of this weird triple center rotation we've been using, and how no center really knows if they're going to get consistent time, so they're kind of off sometimes. I think that translates the same issue with playmakers. Um, so I think we do. I'd also say, wake up, old move. man. Wings are guards now. <laughs> 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 Look, point guards. They're five foot six. <laughs> All they do is pass the ball. They yell at everybody. Um, no, but yeah, I just I think there's one more move to be made. I think. Look, if we're just basing this on vibes, I think Serge and Mook are gone before the deadline, um, for sure. Also, the Clippers play on the deadline, which is unfair and just makes things weird when you try and dissect DNPs and stuff like that. Um, but I also like, I'm not mad if we stand pat. I think if this team stands pat for next season, um, they're a title favorite. I think they're very, they're definitely a contender. Because um, like you said, wings are point guards now. So I'm. It, it's hard to be super mad at this roster, but those margin plays that help health, which is our biggest concern as a team, because we are this kind of weird old team now, um, I think are things that need to be taken into consideration. Yeah, can I point out something that the Grizzlies do that the Clippers don't do enough that drives me fucking mad, which is like... Oh, Sorry, I don't even know if I'm not supposed to cuss on the show. <laughs> no, you're mad on the show. I think Here we're about one and a half. Oh, no. Because the Grizzlies, okay, the Grizzlies, like, let's say, you know, a guy like Dylan Brooks goes down. They don't panic and go trade for a veteran and give up something. They're like, we drafted John Conchar. You're in the fucking game now, and you're going to play 20 minutes, and we're going to play you for a week, and we're going to find out how good you are. <laughs> and. Like the Clippers, you know, like they sign a guy like Chris Dunn to the G League and we just never hear about him again or whatever. It's like just they have people on the team that I think they're scared sometimes to throw these guys out there in because they're afraid that they're going to fail. But a team like the Grizzlies, they're so unafraid of their guys failing. They so believe in, you know, the guys they draft and whatever. So that that that's something that is concerning to me moving forward is like, if you're going to draft Keon Johnson, like let him play, like get like in this season when you don't have Kawhi and Paul George, like let's see who to knows. Be fair, Keon you was know, very like, bad at basketball. I don't agree with that, but I understand what you're saying. I understand your point, but we didn't see enough of him. We didn't, we didn't, we just don't know. We well, don't you know. bring up a great point, Clayton, with like the cautiousness of, of sort of playing young guys and working these guys in. And I think that that kind of does get to like a root of like the issue that I've had with this team this year, which is like, we're kind of straddling the line of like what you want to do, right? Like, yes. do, are you going to like kind of be a contender and like, Go, you know, like go for the play in or, or try to get six, the, the six seed, which seems, you know, like completely out of reach right now. Or are you going to just 
continue to develop the core, let these guys play through mistakes and like see what you have and see who's worthy like of a rotation around yeah. Kawhi and Paul George. Uh, so I, I like I think that that kind of like affects my output like on a trade too. Uh, Brian, you got any closing thoughts on if the Clippers should make any roster moves before we move on to the next segment? No, I it's it's t- I mean the Clippers it, it's such a roller coaster with their trades. It's either a Norman Powell home run or it's a Lou Williams for Rondo trade, right? Like it's I'm so nervous anytime we talk about it because it could swing one of two ways. They tr- they really are the Marcus Morris on the trade market. So I have <laughs> I don't know. I just I get really nervous about it. I think a Absolutely thing that makes it different fair. too is that we don't have a pick. The Clippers had a first round pick. We're seeing so much more Brandon Boston. We're probably not trading Keon Johnson. Like, I think that plays into it as well. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just don't understand that though, because it's like, you still have Brandon Boston, like regardless of the pick, like he has to play. Like if you believe in him and you think he's a piece moving forward, he needs to get minutes. And if he's sitting on the bench, I, I just don't really understand the point of it. That, that, that would be my, my counter to it it's like for, for what the pick doesn't matter forget the pick they they have Kawhi and paul george like you're not gonna we can draft another <laughs> wing like what's doesn't Hell matter yeah we like, are maybe? gonna draft a bad yeah seller. so great <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, they should just, right. they, they should be playing their young guys more they should be playing their young guys more that's what i think just lean into seeing what you have I All right, like Clayton Youth Movement right, Stevens so- thinks that we should play uh, yeah. our young guys more. We're gonna talk. <laughs> we're gonna talk uh, the alternate <laughs> show coming up next. But we got to give a shout out to Built Bar, which is of course Clayton and Brian's favorite uh, a protein bar out there. They have so many delicious flavors. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. My personal favorite flavor: German chocolate. Very stern. You know, lets you know what you're eating a chocolate bar. It's a good time. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. You'll really get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are these flavors fantastic tasting, they're pretty healthy too. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, 17 to 18 grams of protein, four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. What a day. Go to built.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at built.com. Okay, so we're back with shavings, and then we're also going to talk about this alternates pod since we have both of the hosts here. Uh, where should we, where should we kick things off? Let's let's talk about Kennard. Let, let, let's talk about Kennard real fast because he did make the three point contest. Uh, could not be more excited for the guy happening in the state that he owns. Um, <laughs> wow, you know, I, I'm expecting good things from Luke Kennard. Yeah, I love it. I mean, in the game against the Grizzlies, he shot one three, he made one three, he knew he still had it, and now he's going to save the rest <laughs> of them for the contest because he didn't take a single one after that. So I think he's just got a bag full of threes waiting for Cleveland. Uh, Clayton, what do you think? Is Luke Kennard a top five shooter in this league? Uh, In terms of spot-up shooting or what? Off the dribble, hell no. But <laughs> spot-up shooting, yes. <laughs> You know, I mean, the, it, 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 like people, people love to throw out the like shooter thing. It's like, yeah, I mean, if he's wide open, hell yeah, he's he's definitely a top five wide open three point shooter. Oh yeah, he was no wide question. open on that four point play against the Wizards. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love Luke Kennard. I'm not I'm not hating on him, but uh, he's he's not you know I don't know he's not Steph Curry or 
something like that. But no, he's a absolutely very good shooter. fair. That that was a loaded question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Charles, do you have any? Closing I think he th- can win. How about that? I think he can win this contest. Charles, do you have any closing thoughts on Luke Kennard and the three point competition before we move on? Well, I will say that if Luke Kennard was Steph Curry, things would be a whole lot different for the Clippers. Um, but I think. <laughs> I, I'm excited for him. I hope he comes out in his high school jersey. That'd be sweet. Um, or I hope he comes out in a ter- t-shirt that says the leading the leading high school scorer from Ohio of all time with the list with LeBron right underneath him. Second <laughs> leading. Be... He's number two. Wait, who's one? I can't. We we did this on the show, actually. I can't remember. It's some dude who, like, he got drafted in, like, 2001 yeah, and then was traded in 2011 <laughs> while he was playing in like a different league his draft rights got traded <laughs> in like a the carmelo rockets deal all right well john Diebler. I, I just that. looked it up john Diebler. there john Diebler. yeah damn the god john the deepskis from, from upper sandusky ohio yeah. <laughs> he's from sandusky of course yeah upper sandusky upper sandusky not <laughs> yeah, not those broke-ass people in Lower Sandusky. Um, no, I, I'm excited. I hope he wins. I think he can. Let's talk about this Harden to the Clippers thing, which only exists because <laughs> there was one sentence in an athletic article that said, maybe Harden goes to the 76ers or the Clippers or anywhere that he doesn't have to be dealt with on the nets. And now everyone is losing their minds. Um, it's not possible this trade deadline. I don't think any of us think that. What if... He opts in and the Clippers trade for him in like July or whatever it is. Do you guys want Harden on this team? No, I mean, according to Clayton, (laughs) we have a top five shooter in the league, so it would be written off. I I just I don't know. With his his price, you have to completely gut this team. And I'm not I don't know. I've just got so many questions about how things ended in Houston and now how they're ending in Brooklyn. I don't know if you want to bring that into this team. Yeah, he's he. I, I I'm I'm not a fan of bringing in James Harden. Uh, although, it's funny because today on the show we actually or I broke down how he has no leverage to go anywhere because no team can take him into space. And then now that article comes out, and after this Norm Powell thing, I look at all our contracts. I'm like, oh, we have all the contracts to trade for him. Uh, so I'm actually a little nervous that they really do have the ammo to get him because, look, like if. The Clippers end up being his second choice. Let's say he wants to go to Philly, but Brooklyn doesn't want to send him to Philly. They might be more interested in a package centered around players instead of picks that come from the Clippers. You know, a Luke Kennard, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, whatever, like package centered around that stuff. They might like that more because it might help their team, you know, depth wise and stuff like that. Uh, So I'm I'm very scared of the idea that they actually can do this. Um, But but it would require James Harden to say, send me here, right? I I think that's... And I just don't see that happening. And I'm very terrified of a $200 million extension for him. That that I want no part of. Yeah, and Steve Nash seems pretty confident that the roster is going to be whole post the trade deadline. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, (laughs) I, I don't really see the fit on this one. And I'm like a huge fan of James Harden's game. Uh, our friend of the pod, Carl Tart, actually played high school basketball against James Harden one time. So I'd love for Harden to come home and just, you know, just shit on Carl at some point on a, <laughs> in, in, in a game of in a game of pickup or something. I think that that'd be a great time. Stops uh, playing because he sees Carl in the crowd. Is like, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> but the, the like 
The thing I go back to is like the Nuggets were like a possible suitor for Harden in like when he was looking to make the move out. And they did the math and they were like, look at the playoffs, like look at James Harden's sort of like playoff success. And then look at what we've already done with Jamal Murray. And I think that like, I, I just, like, you know, like I think that Harden gets obviously one year older every single season that he's in this le- like league without a ring. Well, every player and does I to be fair. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but like, like Breaking I just news. like, but Harden's game, like I just don't see it. It's not something like that's getting better with age. It's not like a Nick Batum sure. situation. Like it's it's a guy who is going to dribble a million times, and like when he can not create space any longer, like I don't really know what he provides in offense. Um, yeah, I, I said I said to Brian like. If he's at the point in his career where he's willing to take $20 million, $30 million to play, I think he's a very different player. But if we're talking about him at 47 to 50 million, <laughs> up to 60 million in his last year, I, I just cannot, I, I cannot fathom it. Like I can't, I can't fathom that he would be worth that kind of price point, regardless of the cap going up. You know, by that point, it'll have gone up right. 10, 15 million. It, it's just not close. It's too much for me. Um, but I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little afraid that they're going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibilities, which is what's so weird. You're kind of like, well, I go, we have a lunatic front office. Um, all right. So you guys have mentioned it a couple times. You are the host of the fantastic podcast, the alternates. Um, if you were to break down to the, you know, average Clippers podcast listener, why they should listen to your show. Pitch us on the alternates. We know it's great because we know y'all, but why would some people want to listen to your fantastic podcast? Yeah, so we come out twice a week. It's Clayton and I. Clayton is a a professional musician. Uh, We've both kind of grew up in the punk and hardcore scene, and we're you know lived in the live in the dichotomy of sports and counterculture, right? Two things that seem like they don't mix. And so we wanted to blend those worlds on the show. And we do NBA at large. We pick you know top stories and then things that we feel like aren't getting enough attention. And then we play a ton of games. We do a weekly fantasy segment where we choose new NBA jam, like current NBA jam duos that go head to head and uh, gambling. We do like a weekly gambling segment where Clayton sets the lines and we put money down on it. And it's just a ton of fun. And then we showcase uh, music that is really important to us. And uh, we, you know, want to shine a light on not just our love of sports, but our love of independent music. Yeah, exactly. I think Brian broke it down pretty well there. Um, Thank you, Clayton. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we... we Clayton, we, your counterpoint, we, we, why should people not listen to this podcast? <laughs> my, my counterpoint, why people should not listen, is that I say, oh, way too much, and I'm the biggest valley boy on the earth. Um, I, since Brian pointed out to me, I can't stop hearing myself say like and um. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I, I think honestly, like once Brian brought this idea to me, it kind of stuck in my head. I bounced it off other people that I knew that kind of were in the same boat as us, like people who I know from playing shows and touring around the, uh, and stuff. And it was like, hey, actually, I would listen to that because sometimes I listen to podcasts that are sports related and I just don't feel like I can connect with the host because, you know, we don't have anything in common kind of thing. Um, so hopefully, I think we're trying to provide a space for people that are a little intimidated by the NBA. And just be like, no, this is all like actually really fun. And like you can follow the league in a fun way and just kind of enjoy the storylines and 
follow it like a show or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I love like what you guys are doing is that like you guys come at it from such a unique approach um, that we appreciate over here because, you know, like at the end of the day, this show is like just two best friends and fans of a team that, you know, has had a great winning history. Um, <laughs> that we love to talk about every day. What about you, Chuck? What do you love about our show? Um, you know, I like, <laughs> like what you guys said, you know, the music sports, who doesn't love those two things? No. So what you guys, what Clayton was saying about like making the NBA like fun, like it's not fun if you're a casual, if you're like, if you just, if you never really follow the NBA and you looked at Twitter, you'd be like, wow, everyone hates this game. <laughs> like, like no one's happy with greatness. Everyone's trying to like look at graphs and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you guys just come with it from a rational perspective. I don't know. All right, that's enough compliments. We're gonna get out of here. We're gonna get out of here before this. Before the alternates, their, their heads get too big. They won't even be able to do YouTube anymore because it won't fit on the screen. Uh, but that's gonna do it for today's episode. Coming at you tomorrow, we're gonna have a preview of clips taken on the Mavs. We'll have Thirsty Thursday where we talk about who Oof. and what we want to see more of, as well as whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. All right, uh, so everybody do your outros. We'll start with Clayton and Brian. Where can these people find you? Where can these people listen to the alternates? What what sh- what should they be checking out? So you can check out youtube.com slash the alternates. We also put it out as a podcast, so you can find it anywhere that podcasts are available. But YouTube's cool because Brian puts a lot of work into making it look good and stuff like that. And I'm terrible at all that stuff. So I really appreciate his hard work on that stuff. And uh, I hate giving him a compliment right now, but (laughs) uh, he works really hard on it. I'm really proud of the video aspect. So uh, anyone who can check out the video stuff, uh, check it out. But it totally works as a podcast too. We make sure to uh, do it that way as well. So yeah, it's the alternates, youtube.com slash the alternates. And my social media, you can find me uh, Instagram and Twitter at Clayton underscore Stevens with a V, none of that PH weird shit <laughs> uh on on top of that uh i'm just gonna shout out we just started a tiktok for the show at the alternates nba if you're on tiktok you can catch little clips of the show and the goofy stuff that we do there uh and then my personal is at brian s cullen on both twitter and instagram charles where can people find you uh at charles mockler on twitter occasionally i'll tweet some clipper stuff you can find us always at locked on clips which is a fun time um will do you have social media or the internet uh i don't i don't currently um so you can check out locked on clips or you can listen to this show uh and you'll hear me talk anyways (laughs) we're gonna get out of here this has been locked on clips as always we've been joined by positive chuck mockler and myself william the opinion updike And hey, we appreciate you.